Hey, everybody, are you ready to get fired up? Because I sure am. I've got Chris Norton here today, and he is somebody who has overcome amazing odds um, in his life. And this is a story of inspiration and motivation and validation as to how you can do anything and everything you put your mind to. Um, Chris has a documentary on Netflix, and he is an author, best-selling author, and he has just done so, so much. Motivational speaker, you name it, Chris has done it. So if right now you're out there and you need some motivation, some inspiration, inspiration. Maybe you're excited or maybe you're not. You're kind of feeling down. This is the podcast for you. So thanks for being here, everybody. Please sit back and let's get ready to be fired up. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hey, Chris, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Krista, it's good to be here. Happy to talk with you. Uh, so um, I I heard about your story and it's it was honestly, Chris, so inspiring. I think that you've overcome some obstacles that, I mean, I, I probably would say very, very few people have overcome miracles, quite frankly. You've actually, um, it seems seems to, to have, have, have created some miracles in your life. Can you talk to us? I'd love to hear your story, like where you came from, um, where you're at, you're at now, and how you've just been able to really, really achieve and accomplish what you have and uh, where that all started. Yeah, for me, it started back at my home roots, that, back in Des Moines, Iowa. That's where I was from. Um, I grew up with a great family. I love sports. Competition was my thing. Like, it doesn't matter whether it was basketball, football, rock, paper, scissors, um, slapjack. I, I love winning. I love competing. Uh, very active. And, uh, I had a chance to play college football at Luther College. Um, so I went there as an 18-year-old kid. I'm just high on life, just loving that independence of being a college student. Well, it was the sixth game of my freshman season that really changed everything for me. I was working my way up the depth chart. I was playing the most out of all the freshmen that came into that class. So I was on the varsity unit, but in this third quarter of this game, you know, I run out to the kickoff. Uh, the kicker, he huddles us up. He calls the play, mortar kick right, which simply is a short high arching kick to the right side of the field. I don't know why we didn't just call it kick right though, because our kicker was so bad. Every kick was short and high arching. <laughs> but anyway, I'm pumped because I play on the right side of the field. So this is really my chance to make a tackle, make an impact for my team. I line up, the ball's kicked. I sprint downfield as hard as I possibly can go. I see an opening forming, and my instincts, they're telling me that ball carrier, he's going to run through that gap. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to drive my shoulder so hard through his legs. Hopefully he'll drop the ball and I go for it. I collide with them at full speed, full force, but I mistimed my tackle by a split second. Instead of getting my head in front of the ball carrier, my head collided right with his legs. And in an instant, I lose all feeling and movement from my neck down. I'm lying there face down motionless. Now I can hear the players crashing to each other above me. 
the whistle blows, the pile clears off, but I can't get up. No matter how hard I try to push through the ground with my arms, nothing is happening. And it feels like someone just flipped the power off to my body. And I had no idea at the time, but I had just suffered a severe spinal cord injury and my life was about to take a drastic turn from there. Wow. So you, how old are you now? I am 30. You're 30. So you were around uh, 19 then? I was, yeah, 18 years old. Uh, so yeah, 18 years old. And completely from that point forward, you had no more movement at that point from your neck down. Yeah, I, I was given a, I was flown out. I was given a 3% chance to ever move or feel below the neck by my surgeon. And then that was kind of the start of this new life of just trying to fight back and try to get as much as I could. And I did not want to be part of that 97% who didn't recover from this. I was going to do whatever it took each and every day to be part of that 3% who did recover. And so that first day I did the only movement I could do when I wake up after surgery, blurry eye, groggy, was to shrug my left shoulder. I was able to shrug my shoulder, beating 3% odds. So I, I shrugged my shoulder. I could nod my head yes and no. So I nodded my head yes and no for hours. It was like a giant bobblehead <laughs> my head all around. But I was bound to turn I have to get out of the situation. I, I want to get back to college. I want to walk again. I have to do everything in my power to get there because I knew no one could really save me. I, I began to understand that there was no like medical miracle or, or cure for paralysis or my situation. Like, it literally comes down to just sometimes luck and hard work. And I was going to make sure I did my part and what I could control. And that was the effort. That was the time I spent and training with my physical and occupational therapist. And, and when I wasn't with them, I'd ask them to write up workouts I could do on my own outside of my scheduled therapy time. So if I wasn't sleeping, I was working. And I just knew that, you know, my future would take care of itself when I would take care of today. Can I ask you a question? So like, I mean, immediately, so you're, you're saying that you woke up and immediately you, you felt this way. You didn't have any like, um, you know, like you would like, almost like why me or none of that you just instantly went into defense mode no i and i, I shouldn't have brushed over those moments because that that definitely occurred of i'm just like what is happening how can this be happening to me like i thought bad things happened to other people i you know i was kind of in denial um, that first day of like this can't really be happening it's just like a nightmare right oh, yeah. like, i thought bad things happen to people you read about in the newspaper you watch on television, I think it could happen to, I thought I was invincible. And so there was kind of this denial going on as well, but there was, now I had sleepless nights. I, mo most nights I cried myself to sleep. I was just worried about the future. Would I always be like this? You know, would I ever go back to school? Would I ever meet a girl that would want to be with me? You know, would I ever be a dad and have a family? Would I ever be happy? So all these fears, all these things were coming through me but what helped me to work through those negative feelings and, and fears and emotions was to go to work was to do something about it and that kind of was where i found my my focus my clarity it helped me be present 
in the moment instead of worrying about the future or thinking about the past and what could have been and what you wish could have happened. Um, so it really kept me grounded and present by getting to work. Mm, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I, I, so I didn't want to brush over that because it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have a really pretty good mindset too. But I think if I just know I would be like, oh my gosh, why me? You know, you, you kind of go through, through all of that. Okay. So you just made the con so a 3% chance. So you mm. literally, I did. I do hear him. I'm oh, gonna, do you, okay. You want to go his, uh, let me transition positions. Is that no right? problem. No problem. Hang tight. Okay, so Chris, just to kind of um, put it into perspective here. So a 3% chance of ever any movement down from the neck down, um, a, qu a quadriplegic. And I mean, I know that, gosh, with a spinal cord injury like that, like I know it's very, very bleak. So that's that's the one odd <laughs> that you want to overcome more than anything else. Money doesn't even matter, but like you, you wanting to gain back your mobility and your freedom, quite frankly. So... Um, can you tell us a little bit about how, how you did that? So someone that's listening to right now that maybe they're in a really bleak place, whether it's physically, financially, in any part of their life, and they're feeling like kind of the doom and gloom, can you kind of walk us through what you did to give them some hope on what they can do? Yeah, I think uh, to set that up, I'm going to tell you just a short story, um, because it really comes down to taking radical responsibility for your life. And I really learned this as a kid. So when I was about 10 years old, on my way home from a basketball tournament, I'm fighting back tears in my eyes because I felt like I had the worst weekend of basketball of my life. I was missing all my shots, turning the ball over, hurting my team more than I was helping them. And I knew I was capable of so much more. And then to make matters worse, I have to ride home with my coach, who is also my dad. <laughs> so I'm keeping my head down to avoid any of those angry glares from the rear view mirror. I get home kick the shoes off and I go straight to the couch to distract myself with TV, video games, trying to pretend and ignore my problems or even there. And as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, man, if only I was taller, faster, had my own personal gym, then, ooh, you know what? Like, I'd be a really good basketball player. Well, a couple hours this goes by, my dad, he sits next to me on the couch and talk about the weekend. And he said something to me that I'll never forget. He says, Chris, if you don't like where you're at, then do something about it. If you don't like where you're at, then do something about it. And I don't know why, but those words, as simple as they are, it clicked. But why feel sorry for myself when I'm not willing to do anything to change it? Like, you have to work hard for everything that you get in life. It's not just going to happen to you. And so I got up off that couch. I went outside. I shot baskets until it was dark. And with every basket I shot, I thought about my dad's words. And I was beginning to see how I'd been using my excuses to justify my poor performances and how I just deflected and ignored the, my responsibility to the situation. And this was like a huge turning point for me in my life when I began to accept more ownership for my outcomes. And essentially, that's when my dad taught me the importance of being radically responsible for your life. And it's not like some responsibility, but it's a complete radical responsibility for all, everything in your life, the failures and successes, the healthy and unhealthy relationships, because the more responsibility you can accept, the better you'll respond to adversity. And one of the quickest ways that you can become more responsible for your life is by practicing cutting out blame, 
the need to complain and all excuses because these behaviors, they keep you stuck. They prevent you from doing all that you can do. And you know you're practicing radical responsibility when you realize that the only thing you truly have control over in life is how you respond. I had no idea as a kid how empowering this lesson would be later in my life because I felt like it was that responsibility to have a future, um, which which gave me hope. It gave me that power to, to try, really. And I think this really comes down to for anyone is just believing that you are in control of where you go next. You might not control how you got in that situation. Like there's a lot of things out of our control, but you can always choose the manner in which to respond. And that's where our power lies. And that's where we have to stay focused in. And that's where I, I have to stay focused in because I have a laundry list of things I can't do. I can't get myself into bed, out of bed. I can't even change clothes by myself. I can't fill up my water bottle on my own. There is a lot of things I can't do, but that's not where my mind goes to. My mind goes to, you know, what can I do in this situation? And whether it's through action, acceptance, or defiance, there is always a way forward. Do you, okay, so I, I agree with everything. I love radical responsibility. I think it's so, uh, it's so powerful because, you, you know, there's a book from the Navy SEALs called Extreme Ownership, and it basically just teaches you like anything and everything that happens to you, no matter what it is, you have to take extreme ownership for. Even these bad situations, bad marriages, whatever it might be, right? You got married to begin with, just as one example. But are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't want to miss out on our three-day intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam-packed, three full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily training so that you can actually utilize them into your business. We're gonna give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients. So let's go. What are you waiting for? Register now at kristamayshore.com slash three days live. Can't wait to see you there. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash three days live and let's transform your business. For you, I mean, now there's a physical co component of what happened to you and then a mental component, right? Because physically, it's kind of like, I know I can't fly. Physically, I'm never going to be able to fly. It's it's physically impossible. It almost seems like you were at a point where it was almost physically impossible, but it seems like your brain took over. It's like you're, you're I mean, there has to be some research or, on that. Like you decided to let your brain, the brain chemistry, how the brain works, take over the physical component of what was happening. Is that correct or no? Yeah, I'd say like the first 18 years of my life, I prioritize the physical aspect of myself. Like I always worked on being physically fit and strong. And I took great pride in, you know, lifting weights and how I look. But when I had my injury and I lost all of that, this wasn't overnight. I'm, I'm talking in terms of things over years that I've discovered, but I realize that it's really not about the physical abilities, right? I, I know people who can. Uh, run, jump, and swim who are more paralyzed than me because mentally they just, they're, they're stuck. They don't feel like it's worth trying or moving forward. They're not, yeah, they're just, they, they hold themselves back. And I feel like I've been able to find a way to always move forward, even in a difficult situation. And that's where I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm held back. 
even yeah. though I might be in a wheelchair and people feel sorry for me, I don't feel sorry for myself. I, I know what I'm capable of and I know what I can do and I believe in myself. And even if it's harder for me or it takes more hoops to jump through, like I'll, I'll figure it out because I think it was uh, Frederick, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, like Nietzsche. <laughs> Uh, he said, "If um, you know, if you know your why, you can bear any how, right? Like if you understand why you're doing something, you'll figure out how to do it." And I feel like for me, I, I've been under, able to unlock that and figure out something meaningful to me and like a why of inspiring other people that I'm going to keep moving forward. And, and now I have a family, and that keeps me moving forward as well. Good. Okay. So basically, um, you got to a point where you were like. Hey, I'm in charge of my outcome. Like there's, it's, it's on me. I'm either, I'm either going to do this or I'm not going to do this. And so can you tell us some of the, give us some tools and strategies that you feel that maybe helped you be able to overcome. Like these are like insurmountable odds, quite frankly, that you've been able to do. Can you give us some strategies and some tips and techniques that you found over the years that helped you be able to do that? And that still continue to, because I can imagine it still is hard. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm human. There's definitely moments where I feel sorry for myself. I'm like, wow, I, I wish I could do that. Like this, this stinks. And for me, really, it's uh, being able to think about what you're thinking about, right? Like really taking a, a wider view and perspective on, on your thoughts and really analyzing them closely and, and understanding like, is this serving me? Does this lead to a, a good result? And I really try to break that down and be thoughtful about what I'm thinking about and so for me, when I see myself drifting towards the things that I can't do or I wish I could do is when I have to pull myself back. I have to practice gratitude. I have to understand that even in my situation, there are plenty of people in a worse situation. Like it could always be worse. So even having that kind of deep level view of uh, it can always be worse. It is a great way to start having that sense of gratitude and then it's going towards okay what can i do about it? like where can i change this where can i influence this situation um, so for instance you know i i can't uh you know jump in the pool and throw my kids around like i want to play with them like that's one of the things that um probably drives me the craziest is not being as physically active with my kids as I'd like to, as far as like throwing the ball around and teaching them how to swing a bat. But, you know, I can be a coach. I can be a cheerleader. I can um, be in charge of the music, get them excited. I, you know, there's like certain things I can do. I can line up coaching or a clinic or there. I always try to figure out like, well, how can I uh, influence that situation? Although I can't do it the way I want it to do it. Um, I'll, I'll figure out how, and just because, you know, you're not living the life you dreamed of, or it's not exactly how you picture it. Uh, you still have to endure that there. You still have to live life. It can still be meaningful, even if it's different from the one you thought you were supposed to be living. Yeah. I love that. What you said, being mindful of my thoughts and like really asking yourself, you know, is this serving me? Is what I, is this rabbit hole I'm either in taking me in a good place or, or a negative place, like really, really, really being mindful of your thoughts. I think that's so important. And it's like not to be overlooked, but really asking yourself when you're, you know, thinking things that are not conducive to, to your success, anyone's success who's listening, is it helping you progress or is it keeping you where you're at? Right. I think that's, it's, 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 it seems so simple, but it's so, so powerful and so, so true. Also focusing on, you know, the things that you can do and um, which I, which I love that too. And being really, really 
um, you know, cognizant of that. So tell us a little bit about where you're at now. So now, you know, it's been 12 years. Uh, you're, you're married, obviously. You've got children. How many kids do you have? I have seven kids at the moment. You have seven <laughs> kids. Oh, yep. my gosh. Seven children. Okay, seven. Wow. That is a very busy house. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Very busy. So we um, got our feet wet with uh, fostering is how we started a long time ago. Mm. And it just kind of snowballed from uh, fostering to adoption. And uh, now we have six adopted kids. uh, And then we are fostering a little boy right now, which takes us to seven. We have six living at the house because our oldest, Whitley, she's 23. She's living on her own. But uh, yeah, it's it's busy. Oh, good for you. That's so awesome. I was in a foster home, so I'm always very thankful for people that are that foster parents. I think it's a great, great thing to do. Hard too. There's a lot of challenges with fostering, especially depending on where the kids came from, right? Oh, absolutely. They yeah. come from, you know, in our situations, you know, some tough upbringings. And, um, you know, we just want to make sure that they feel like they know they're loved and they belong and they're special and, and they're worth it. And so that's really kind of where the hard work comes with fostering. Yeah, I bet you're a super inspiration to them. Okay, so now you're not playing football now. So now t- tell us a little bit about what you're doing and how you're impacting the world and how people can kind of reach out to you and, and learn more about what you're doing. Yeah, so my passion and my full-time thing is being a, a motivational keynote speaker. And so I, I love the opportunity to, to travel all across the country. And now with you know the pandemic opening up, hopefully across the world, but uh, that's where my, uh, that's my drive, really. It's my, I feel like my calling is to um, show people what's possible when you keep going, when you do focus on what you can do instead of what you can't. And, uh, so I love that. You know, I also have a nonprofit called the Chris Norton Foundation. Uh, we've raised you know, $1.3 million over the course of the last 10 years. And, uh, we have a wheelchair camp in, in Minnesota for kids and their families. It's a completely free camp for the entire family. We know how expensive and uh, burning it is uh, to have a disability and everything that comes along with that. So we just want to have a fun week for them to zip line, horseback ride, play a bunch of sports and games, laser tag. So that's coming up here in a month. Uh, Really excited about that. And we're also trying to open up more camps across the country. So we're continuing to grow. I'm also working on a, a TV show project right now um, called The Way Forward and just to help people um, break through the kind of barriers that are holding them up after, you know, adversity or a difficult situation and just help them see what's possible. Uh, and then just taking care of the family. I have a full house, uh, like we mentioned. So that always keeps you busy, but I don't work out nearly as much. I know one of the questions I get because you know, I had my viral moments of walking across the graduation stage that went across the world, 300 million views on Facebook. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that, Chris? I want, I want to tell us, can you tell us about that? Because that was very quick after your, after what happened to you, correct? Yeah, it, it, four and a half years after my injury, um, you know, sometimes putting in six hours a day of training mm-hmm. uh, just to pull that four-yard walk off. But yeah, that, Pretty soon after my injury, I set the goal. I want to walk across stage at my college graduation. No idea how I was going to do it, but that was going to be the goal. I was going to figure it some way. And uh, just through years of hard work, thankfully, I met Emily 
Emily came along. She became one of my toughest trainers. We started dating in college. I fell in love fast. And she really just kept pushing me to take one extra step, to do one extra walk. Uh, eventually, though, we, we got to that graduation day. Super nervous. Uh, thought I was going to throw up before. Uh, but it, it went really well. The crowd just erupted. They were so excited. My buddy captured it on video put it on YouTube and it just exploded. Got to go on some of the largest talk shows in the country. And I really inspire a lot of people. And, and that's really my heart and soul of everything that I do is like, how can I inspire someone? How can I give them hope in their situation? Well, not everyone has a spinal cord injury. I understand that, but we all go through something. We're all humans. Uh, we have struggles. We have heartache and headaches and we need to learn and figure out how can we get through this and if i can be an example for someone who's going through something really difficult right now that gives me so much meaning and so that really helped kick off my motivational speaking as well and then emily and i set the goal to walk seven yards down the aisle of our wedding uh, seven yards marking seven years since my injury uh, seven yards is three yards further than the graduation walk. This time we wanted to do it, you know, side by side. And what was really cool about that is, you know, uh, People Magazine covered it. We had a, a documentary film crew uh, capture the entire walk and get to share it on a, you know, a global audience through Netflix, uh, which was really special as well. So we're just really thankful that, you know, we've been put in a position that uh, we can show people that, you know, life can still be good and to believe and hold on to hope. Anything is possible. Believe and hold on to hope. I love that. So where can they find that document? What's the documentary called, Chris, that they can actually find and go look you up? Yeah, Seven Yards. It's on Netflix. Uh, you can also rent it at places like Apple TV or Amazon Prime, you know, different streaming places like that. But most people have a Netflix account, I've found. Oh, yeah, so everyone's got Netflix. <laughs> go on Netflix, go to, go to Seven Yards, yeah. and go see Chris Norton on there and see his, his adventure. Chris, thank you so much for your for your for just your time and for your inspiration and for your hope. I just it's just been so um enlightening talking to you. And I just I hope that people are that are listening right now that might be going through hard times and whether whether it be or not be as difficult as what you went through to understand that, like, you know. We are the creator of our own destiny. We just have to push forward. And as you said, be mindful of what we're saying, be mindful of what we're doing and know that we've got to take um, extreme ownership of, of our actions and our outcome and just like do something about it. So um, I always like to have people end with just with something like that. If there's one thing for business or personal, what would you tell people if you could give them something to, to end with? I'd say one of my, my favorite quotes is just, your future will take care of itself when you take care of today. And that helps me just to stay grounded in, in this moment because it's easy to kind of get way down or paralyzed by thinking about the future or comparing yourself to something else. But, you know, again, just focus on what you can do today. Um, and that really helped get me to where I am today. So, again, your future will take care of itself when you take care of today. Ah, I love that. And then, and how can people, can they find, I know they can find you from seven years. Is there any other um, resource you'd like them to look at, to, to go to, to be able to get, to get, to learn more about you? Yeah. Go to chrisnorton.org uh, where you can learn more about me, my, my books, the film, my speaking, the foundation, I follow my blog. I'm also on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. Um, just follow me there. 
I'm going to go follow you, Chris. Thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you for your time and for your inspiration. And everyone, I hope that you are just as fired up as I am. And remember, like watching, watching Chris, listening to Chris, it's not going to help you if you don't do anything. You've got to take action. It's all about taking action. Um, I hope you are just as fired up as I am. And thank you all for your time. We appreciate you so much.